We begin, as always, with a sentence of scripture, this time from Psalm chapter 51, verse 17. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth will proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this morning. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom then shall I be afraid? When the wicked... Even my enemies and my foes come upon me to eat up my flesh. They stumble and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart shall not be afraid. And though there rise up war against me, yet will I put my trust in him. One thing have I asked of the Lord, and that alone I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the fair beauty of the Lord, and to seek his will in his temple. For in the day of trouble he shall hide me in his shelter. In the secret place of his dwelling shall he hide me, and set me high upon a rock. And now shall he lift up my head above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his dwelling an oblation with great gladness. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice, O Lord, when I call. Have mercy upon me and answer me. My heart tells of your word, Seek my face. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not your face from me, nor cast your servant away in displeasure. You have been my helper. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. Though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me on a level path, because of those who lie in wait for me. Deliver me not into the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen up against me, and those who breathe out violence. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong, and he shall comfort your heart. Wait patiently for the Lord. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 49, beginning in verse 1. Then Jacob called his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you what shall happen to you in days to come. Assemble and listen, O sons of Jacob. Listen to Israel, your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might and the firstfruits of my strength, preeminent in dignity and preeminent in power. Unstable as water, you shall not have preeminence. Because you went up to your father's bed, then you defiled it. He went up to my couch. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Weapons of violence are their swords. Let my soul come not into their counsel. O my glory, be not joined to their company. For in their anger they killed men, and in their willfulness they hamstrung oxen. Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. 
Judah, your brothers shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He stooped down. He crouched as a lion and as a lioness. Who dares rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him. And to him shall be the obedience of the peoples, binding his foal to the vine, and his donkey's colt to the choice vine. He has washed his garments in wine, and his vesture in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth whiter than milk. Zebulun shall dwell at the shore of the sea. He shall become a haven for ships, and his border shall be at Sidon. Issachar is a strong donkey, crouching between the sheepfolds. He saw that a resting place was good, and that the land was pleasant, so he bowed his shoulder to bear, and became a servant at forced labour. Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent in the way, a viper by the path that bites the horse's heels so that his rider falls backward. I wait for your salvation, O Lord. Raiders shall not raid God, but he shall raid at their heels. Asher's food shall be rich, and he shall yield royal delicacies. Naphtali is a doe let loose, that bears beautiful fawns. Joseph is a fruitful bull, a fruitful bull by a spring. His branches run over the wall. The archers bitterly attacked him, shot at him, and harassed him severely. Yet his bow remained unmoved. His arms were made agile by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. By the God of your father who will help you. By the Almighty who will bless you with blessings of heaven above. Blessings of the deep that crouches beneath. Blessings of the breasts and of the womb. The blessings of your father are mighty beyond the blessings of my parents up to the bounties of the everlasting hills. May they be on the head of Joseph, and on the brow of him who was sent apart, and on the brow of him who was set apart from his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf, in the morning defiring the prey, and at the evening defiling the spoil. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel, this is what their father said to them as he blessed them, blessing each with the blessing suitable to him. Then he commanded them and said to them, I am to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite. Amen. Our first canticle. We praise you, O God. We acclaim you as the Lord all creation worships you. The Father everlasting. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, the cherubim and the seraphim, sing in endless praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. The noble fellowship of prophets praise you. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Throughout the world, the holy church acclaims you. Father of majesty unbounded, your true and only Son, worthy of all praise, the Holy Spirit, advocate and guide. You, Christ, are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. 
When you took our flesh to set us free, you humbly chose the virgin's birth. You overcame the sting of death and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come to be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people, bought with the price of your own blood, and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. Amen. Our second reading is from the first epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 10, beginning in verse 14. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. Consider the people of Israel. Are not those who eat the sacrifices participants in the altar? What do I imply then? That food offered to idols is anything? Or that an idol is anything? No. I imply that what pagans sacrifice they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Shall we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbour. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market without raising any question on the ground of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If one of the unbelievers invites you to dinner and you are disposed to go, Eat whatever is set before you without raising any question on the ground of conscience. But if someone says to you, This has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it, for the sake of the one who informed you and for the sake of conscience. I do not mean your conscience, but his. For why should my liberty be determined by someone else's conscience? If I partake with thankfulness, why am I denounced because of that for which I give thanks? So, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offence to Jews or to Greeks or to the Church of God, just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. Amen. Our Gospel Canticle, The Benedictus Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has come to his people and set them free. The Lord has raised up for us a mighty Saviour, born of the house of his servant David. Through the holy prophets God promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of those who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath God swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hand of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous before him all the days of our life. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of all their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, 
The dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. May the words of my lips and the thoughts of my heart be always pleasing in your sight, O Lord my God. I didn't grow up Church of Ireland, and in many ways growing up, communion was largely presented to me as an interruption to normal worship. It was something to be done once a month, or once every other month, in case it got in the way of the more spiritually beneficial acts of preaching or singing. Today, if you're a layman like me, you can't even receive communion thanks to the dastardly coronavirus. But does this really matter? Does anyone actually care? I'm asking because yesterday there were lots and lots of videos coming from parishes up and down the country. And by the way, they were brilliant. Hats off to all of you who tried. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do. Trust me, I know. But lots of those videos kept repeating this same point. We don't need the building to be the church. And that's true. I'm not arguing with that. But it got me thinking, what actually is it that makes us the church? Is it praying together? In which case is a prayer group a church? Is it studying God's word? In which case is a Bible study a church? Is it both of those things combined? Or is it something else? The earliest Christians viewed their faith not in individual terms, but as part of the broader body of believers. And this corporate view, which is quite alien to us today, led them to naturally gather together as one. They believed that when they came together in the name of Jesus, he would be present amongst them. And that this presence found its ultimate expression in their communal celebration of Christ's presence in communion. This gathering, or ecclesia, the church as it was called, was a chance for believers not only to teach one another, or to sing or pray to God, but also to actually encounter the risen and present Christ. Now, you all know what happened, if you know your history at least. In time, some focused so narrowly on Christ's presence and maximised the importance of the bread and wine becoming the body and blood to such an extent that communion came to be seen as the be-all and end-all of worship. The church came to be identified not with the united people sharing the sacrament but with the building which housed or reserved the sacrament in a tabernacle. However, with reformations and counter-reformations, both of which sought to counteract these medieval mistakes, many of us seem to have ended up going to the other extreme, denying any real presence of Christ at communion, and instead focusing worship on developing or aiding our own personal and private spiritual lives. Everyone else is just a plus. 
We're not really interested in them. St. Paul, though, in our second reading, suggests that it's through the broken bread and the cup of blessing that we share, that we participate in the body and blood of Christ. And in verse 17, we have that famous phrase, We who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread, which everyone who's used to service to of Holy Communion will know off by heart. But what does it mean? Well, it means that we, as a group of believers, become the body of Christ, the church, by sharing in the Lord's Supper. But wait a minute. Do we become the church or a church? Well, I believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. The creed tells me to. But doesn't Paul speak of Corinthian churches, Roman ones, even one in Galatia? He does. But if you look closely, he almost always talks of the church at rather than of a place. So for Paul, it is the church at Corinth, not the church of Corinth. The church at Rome, not of Rome. The body of believers then, whether in Corinth, Cove, Castle Caulfield, wherever, each of them embodies the fullness of God's church, because each receives the fullness of Christ in the Lord's Supper. Through communion, they are not made a part of the church, but rather they are made the church. For though many, they become one body through the sharing of the one bread. So what is it that makes us the church? Christ alone. How does he make us the church? Through the giving of his body. How is that given to us? Through the Lord's Supper, which points us beyond ourselves, beyond our own parishes, and instead unites us as one, the church, in the presence of Jesus Christ. Church, then, is not the building. And we don't need to be together to worship God. But then again, there cannot be church without communion or community. Here, then, is the challenge facing our clergy today. To find a way of being and doing church in an environment where we cannot be physically present with one another. And where communion cannot be physically shared amongst believers. To find a way not just to ease the pain of our present separation, but to do so in a way that doesn't downplay or cast aside the very real need of believers to physically come together in order to worship God and celebrate communion. If they don't, if they can't reconcile that problem, if they can't answer it, they might just find that even if the doors open once more, the people might just prefer to stay at home and watch them on the webcam for free. I speak as to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. Amen. Now, though we may be far apart, we can yet express our shared faith by saying together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, 
creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Today, in our weekday intercessions and thanksgiving, we pray for creation in Christ that is, creation and providence. Almighty God, maker of all good things, Father, Lord of all creation, in Christ you have shown us the purpose of your providence and call us to be responsible in this world. We pray for the world, which you have made and over which you have appointed us as stewards. Help us to live up to our duty of caring for creation and of protecting and preserving it to your glory. Amen. We pray for all the nations as they face the grave threat of coronavirus. Father, people live in fear at this time. Many are laying ill, others dying from this plague. At this time, God, we ask humbly that your presence would be made known to us, that your love would be felt, and that your healing would be abundant. Be with us and help us and all nations in this time of need. Amen. We pray for our own country, that our politicians of whatever hue or history would come together as one to guide us in these troubled times. We pray that they would put aside all malice and petty politics and focus not on sound bites, but on proactively fighting this virus and addressing the needs of the people of this land. And we pray, Father, that we and our countrymen would reflect in this time of need on our need of you and of the value of your church. Amen. We pray for those in authority, here and abroad. May they have the courage to make the tough decisions needed and may they have the perseverance and strength to lead the people through this time. Help guide them and lead them into a deeper relationship with you so that they may rule and govern with justice and compassion, and act in light of your word. Amen. We pray for the peace of the world. At this time, Father, many are afraid and so lash out at others. They insult one another. They fight each other. They hurt one another. Help them see the evil of their ways. Where we have done such things, we are truly sorry. Where I have done such things, I am truly sorry. Help us overcome our desire to lash out or hurt others. Help us to overcome our worries which open us up to sin and instead help us work to create and deliver peace in our time. Amen. 
We pray for racial harmony. Father, all of us are created in your image, and all of us who are in Christ are one body, for we all share in the one bread. Help us then to look beyond the colour of one's skin, and stop judging others on account of the land in which they were born. Instead, help us to see only our unity, which is hidden in diversity. Amen. We pray for all those who maintain order, for Her Majesty's forces both at home and overseas, and for the officers and constables of the police service. We remember their often thankless service in past years, and we pray for their safety in the present. Father, if in time they should grace our streets again to maintain quarantines or preserve peace, we ask only for the blessing upon them, that they may be kept safe and secure, and that their words and advice would be listened to. Amen. May we delight in your purpose, and work to bring all things to their true end, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Collect of the Day Lord God, whose blessed Son, our Saviour, gave us back to the smiters, and did not hide his face from shame, give us grace to endure the sufferings of this present time, with sure confidence in the glory that shall be revealed through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And the fourth collect of morning prayer. Heavenly Father, in whom we live and move and have our being, we humbly pray that your Holy Spirit may so guide and govern us that in all the cares and occupations of our daily life we may never forget your presence, but may remember that we are always walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And together we pray as our Lord Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. To the King of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honour and glory forever and ever. Amen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Amen. <laughs>